aka Patters. Welcome to episode 466. We're talking Venom, we're talking Marvel, we're on this big Marvel thread, this big Marvel discovery, and uh, just, just as of right now, quick Marvel update outside of everything Venom, everything Spider-Man, everything of the House of Ideas, which is one of the biggest media companies now in human history. Miss Marvel, episode three, just dropped yesterday. Uh, some awesome revelations in the origin of the uh, bangle, the bracelet of Miss Marvel, uh, possibly connecting it to Shang-Chi. So that's kind of cool. And then we, uh, we have Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, also dropping on Disney+. And I'm going to be watching and re-watching that movie. Uh, I, that will probably be a random drop of a follow-up of uh, because like I just feel like going back a couple episodes. I'm uh, real quick too. I'm Peter A. DeLuca here, another known as the pop culture pope, spicy taco, the creator of Uzi Susie Trial by Fire. Just uh, if you want to support me, join the Wolf Pack, join the AKA Pad Army, go into the ranks, akapad.com. That's my website. Sign up. Get yourself some free merch. I'll send it out to you. But no, it's, I just felt like my direction, I will say, of my Doctor Strange in the multi-madness reviews, discussion, uh, my points just weren't there when it comes to the content of the movie. And this is me eating my own words because it's really tough. It's so tough to discuss a movie especially one as packed as that. Now, packing a movie, packing it with characters and story and lots of plot, it's a modern-day technique. A lot of people miss it. They missed it in this movie, for sure. They missed it in Venom, the predecessor, for sure. And this is because, you know why? Movies have to be rewatchable at home through years. And if you do a boiled down, streamlined movie, you know, like kind of, you know, because people always say, cut out the characters, cut this out, cut that out. Action sequences are too long. You, you hear all these criticisms and, and they are founded. But again, the intent is to give the people something to absorb long term at whom via DVD or via streaming or whatever. Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, uh, you know, Avengers Endgame, uh, those are rewatchable on those points alone and further enjoyable on those points alone. Now, there's a lot of disappointment when we first watch movies because we come in with preconceived notions and, and th this is really where the Venom uh, and we have to call it a franchise is because Let There Be Carnage did nothing. Uh, it just seemed like no one liked it. Uh, it pissed off everyone. No one said anything good. And at the end of the movie, we legit have a wedding in a church and a life or death showdown of Venom versus Carnage in, I have to say it, in a comic book church. Imagery, Spawn, The Crow, Daredevil. It is a long list. 80s black and white comics lived and died by church scenes. Later, to go into 90s comics living and dying by in church scenes. 
major characters are depicted on churches. Now, this goes back to Frank Miller, Daredevil, uh, you know, his his imagery in that book, especially some of those covers, uh, you know, infected and, uh, you know, inspired a amazing generation of artists, you know, to creating what could be the biggest comic book boom of all time. So I like that. I mean, I would watch the movie for that buildup. There we got uh, where Lady Venom, Michelle Williams as Venom is back. The banter of Venom and Eddie Brock is is uh, even more uh, targeted and specialized, uh, leading into a beach scene at the end of the movie where Venom has his toes in the sand. Venom, not being almighty, not being Hulk, is great. Two movies. Venom fights Riot. We don't think he's going to win. Venom fights Carnage. We don't think he's going to win. And then here we go. What are the issues with this movie? Well, I will say, uh, not my issues. Naomi Harris from Pirates of the Caribbean. Right? Pirates of the Caribbean. This girl is awesome. She acts, she's a, well, maybe the best female character actor in Hollywood. She plays Shriek, and Shriek is the perfect, perfect counterpart to Carnage and Venom, because both of them, they don't like fire, and they don't like loud noises. And even in this movie, we, we have a whole cataclysmic battle with a church bell going back to Venom's very first appearance. Or first, uh, we'll say first trial with Spider-Man uh, around the Spider-Man, Amazing Spider-Man 300s. So we have all these like comic book tropes in this movie. But, but Shriek is important because she kind of showed up in the comics in Maximum Carnage. And her power alone is a counter to Venom and Carnage. Now... We have this backstory of Woody Harrelson, uh, Clayton Creed, is uh, Cletus Cassidy, I'm sorry, Cletus Cassidy. And the origin of Cletus Cassidy is way better than what they did in the comics. He murdered his, his family, he spent a life in jail, and we kind of learned that he admired and be, uh, almost became a secret friend. Of Eddie Brock through his, uh, his you know basically the backstory going into the first movie, which is he's almost like a media personality, and Cletus just wants to be friends, and he doesn't have a way of doing this, and the only way he can get Eddie Brock is to give him information on you know like where were the bodies, because Cletus Cassidy, as we all know, is a serial killer. He's the Hannibal Lecter of the Marvel universe. Which makes it even better once he gets the symbiote becoming Carnage. Now, in the comic, the comic's stupid. Venom breaks through a wall of the prison. And, I don't know, like a little bit of the costume of the symbiote. Uh, falls off of Venom and gets into Cassidy. And it's like, okay, like, 
comics, but then we would get the cover, the first cover of Carnage, and the second cover, and the third cover. That the middle cover became the iconic image, the first what they would consider to be the first full appearance of Carnage. And keep in mind, they've uh, they they were teasing and building up the character for a, a couple months leading into that. But it's just a visual of Carnage, the Mark Bagley cover that uh, really put that character uh, above Venom. Uh, Carnage was always cooler than Venom. Within the comics, Carnage was what people wanted Venom to be. Venom at that point was still transitioning a little bit more into like a good guy, anti-hero, blah, 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 blah. So you don't have to do that in the movies. You can just build Venom as an anti-hero. You can build him as a little bit of a comic relief. And it introduced the, the real threat, which are Venoms, but just evil. And you get it because all the rules you understand of Venom uh, from the first movie, uh, you transition them. And there's less education for the audience. And if there's less education for the audience, we get to build relationships. We get to build characters. And Cleese Cassidy in this movie is there. Woody Harrelson, uh, again, the best character actor today. He's there, okay? He's he's awesome. I love I love him being used. Uh, the hair, I just wish his hair was a little bit more wily. Uh, just because I always envision Cleus Cassidy with wily hair. And 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 that's it. But how does how does Carnage get inside of Cletus? Well, he does it through a bite. And that bite scene is a better solution than what they did in the comics. So I say this a lot. I say that these movies boil down ideas and and cut them up and display them and put them out there for all of us to see better than what the comics did. I'm sorry. This movie is just fun. It's enjoyable. It does even elevate Shriek as a character, even though like she dies... Cletus Cassidy dies. Uh, Venom basically bites his head off at the end, staying true to his character. And 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 then the movie's over. Directed by Andy Serkis, the guy that uh, portrayed Gollum, where people, uh, you know, laughably uh, argue that he should have got an Oscar nomination for Gollum. Uh, no, <laughs> it's a motion capture. There's no category for that. Uh, no. And the movie gets released. Grosses. Yeah, look. COVID hurt this movie. It really did. But, it, it, you know, it's one half of a billion dollar franchise. I mean, uh, gross here. Worldwide box office. 0.5 billion. That's real. Andy Circus directing that is real. So, where are we with this movie? Uh, I don't know. I love both of these movies. I think they're both recommendations. I think they're a ton of fun. Uh, I think this, just the box office alone, uh, yeah, pretty much tells us, uh, going back to the previous episode, same Rami uh, got owned. He uh, LOL'd himself with Spider-Man 3. 
should have made a Venom versus Spider-Man movie starring Topher Grace uh, because the setup of that one uh, was really there because uh, Peter Parker as a character was embedded in, in the Daily Bugle. And we, we had all of the, the comic book side of those interactions in place. So anyway, everyone, AK Pads Audio Audacity Podcast. Next episode will be more BS. Uh, we're going to discuss it. We have to because, uh, geez, that movie uh, just keeps getting butchered. Uh, it, it cannot catch a breath, that movie. So we're going to discuss it. I'm going to let you know what I think of this movie and, and give you a little bit of an update or explanation or bringing up to speed on everything that was happening on the internet as this movie was being made, released, teased, and hyped. I love you. AKA Pads, Audio Audacity, 466, signing out. Rock and roll.